I'll We're talk. just gonna wing it. Wing. So, um, hi. Welcome to the fourth episode of Go Back to Your Country. Like, I have a whole theme song and everything. I just don't know why I'm singing badly right now. I'm tired. This country, in 15 or 20 years' time, the black man will Go have on the march. Anyway, <laughs> um, so as if you've been listening before, hello again, it's Maria. Um, if you haven't, hi. I'm Maria. What? <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Maria, and I I have started this podcast talking about my experience in Nigeria. Um, I've been here for just over four months now, and it has been a wild, wild ride. But yes, wild, wild, wild west. Um, so yeah, so today I'm joined by my friend who is throwing my things around in this hotel room. Your things are everywhere. <laughs> my friend, <laughs> Zenubia. Um, yeah, explain who you are. Who are you? Hello. Who am I? Say hello to the people. Hello, my people. Mm-hmm. How are you doing? It's not like they can respond, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no, as Ramia, Maria. Huh? Wow. Ramia. Wow. <laughs> wow. So bad. As Marie, okay, so guys, I am so tired. <laughs> yeah, but she's literally lying down. I was like, get your ass up. We got to. But record. I'm gonna do this because it's important. We're gonna get through this. So let's go. But yeah, my name is Sanubia, and I guess that's all they're gonna get. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Where are you from? Why are you brown? All of these questions. Why am I brown? Why? What wow. Okay. Um. What happened? What do you mean, what happened? <laughs> what wow. What happened to you? What ha- that sounded so negative. Like, what happened? Like, oh, what no. went, what went wrong? Yeah. What went wrong with you? Like, wow, okay. No, nothing happened. Wow, okay. No, um, yeah, my name is Sanupia. So I've been spending the last, I've been spending what? The last six months? Mm-hmm. Almost six months in Kenya studying, doing some research. And... And then I just, yeah, I invited myself to Lagos, mm-hmm. Lagos, Lagos, Nigeria, mm-hmm. to to visit Maria, apparently. That's what she goes around telling because people. it's true. She came to visit me as she if I did not me. want to see the country. No, she just Like, all I did was come to see her face, apparently. Exactly. So, I guess that's the story I'm going with. I was like, people love me, you know. Like, I don't even understand why this is surprising. Of course. Honestly, I don't know where she gets the confidence from. No, of course you were cross the seas, oceans, and everything. I actually didn't you cross the cro- sea okay, ocean, you didn't, though. Okay, you did other people would, Africa, would so. cross all these different things. You really to get need to, to check up on your geography. It really makes sense. Shut up. You know, there's no ocean in <laughs> I know. <laughs> Okay, but you still haven't told us why you're brown and also, like, this weird amalgamation accent you've got. Like, where does it this come weird. from? <laughs> like, these, you this know. This weird what? 
That's what we need answers to. Give the people answers. What answer? Yeah, but yeah, so I'm born and raised in Denmark um, with Somali roots. So yeah. I guess that's what she's searching for. Hence weird accent. Um, mm. The accent, I have no idea where that came from. I guess I watched too much TV and just picked up the accents that I watched from there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Cool so. story. So I know, right? It is. It's so interesting. So, so fascinating. Like, a black dane like what is that is it like what it means to be a black danish person in like you know how in denmark like, there's kind of like a black british identity now which mm-hmm. is like a proper thing it's mm-hmm. like celebrated and all of that like mm-hmm. is that the same with being a black dane because like i know well i guess like you said before like they're not as new as i think but listen i guess people don't think about this they're saying black people like, came like to Denmark like two decades but ago. Even white Danish we've people been, act like that. I know <laughs> they do, but we've been there for a really long time. People just don't know. But I mean, so as a, I, like, I definitely do consider myself black, but mm. I also very much like um, my identity is also um, surrounded a lot uh, around being Somali. Mm. Um, so. So do you not consider yourself a black Dane? I do consider myself as a black Dane because I am black and I am Danish. Is there like a whole like strong community there now or like, or is it still like a work in progress? Like, you know? Um, I would say it's still a work in progress, but mm-hmm. I would definitely say like for the past few years, there's definitely been going on a lot like within the black community in Denmark. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a lot of events going on that's like surrounded around being black and that identity and what mm. it means to be black in Denmark. Yeah, that's how I met you. Shout out to exactly. Women of Colour we met in Copenhagen. Yes. Shout out to that group. Doing good things, doing we big things. We met through actually um was it a poetry evening, yeah. We met through a poetry well, it actually evening. Was, it just turned into a poetry evening, but it wasn't that initially. Like, it was just kind of this um, sharing kind of space. Some people were reading oh, like, yeah, essays. Oh, yeah, true, true. Some people did a song, true, dance. True. But, like, a lot of people did poetry. <laughs> that's <laughs> like, why, that's so why I'm like, wasn't it one. a poetry <laughs> evening? But actually, now that I remember, uh, there was a woman that was dancing. Yeah, I remember that. That was yeah, lit. Yeah, she was I remember like the apples. Oranges? Oranges? (laughs) That was it. It was all these apples. I know. I I actually wanted to. I. Oh man, I wish I asked her like what did it mean like because i feel like this was very maybe symbolic she did and i was missing about, something like maybe she did talk about it afterwards i think some people asked I, maybe. oh yeah but yeah but i not, don't think i, I went up to her though no i was shy, shy i was very shy sitting in the corner yeah waiting Th- for someone to talk to this you. is why i didn't have any friends in denmark <laughs> basically <laughs> if you why. ask maria how her experiences in denmark were she's just gonna be like depressing it was so that's like the only word she has to describe it because it was actually bitch are you trying to say that meeting me was depressing right well obviously good things came out of it (laughs) okay but overall it was just not a great period of my lifetime so (laughs) so that's why so like yeah you've been in denmark and been black and been happy and shit so like yeah tell us about your childhood i feel like a therapist like 
go back tell us about your childhood and being brown and this like my childhood really I should Danish just, society and like really Danish society yeah like how did it feel did you have identity crisis ever or like did, so are people racist like I feel like that's the best question people want to know <laughs> like I swear to god anytime racist? I type in like any kind of country into google um mm-hmm. that's not a black country like the next part that comes over like um so it'll be like R- Russia okay for black people question mark <laughs> Google always searches. I need to look that up. Google knows. Google knows we be scared. Like we, we yeah, you be like a really, black Google, like just for yeah, just like a, a like traveling advisor. Like how yes. do we actually go here without people throwing? Maybe there rocks even at us. is one out there. I don't think we're the someone, first one to like, think about ex- it. No, like well, I don't think it exists. But someone, someone out there, web developer person thingy, you've just got that idea for free. Why are you just, putting? pressure on other people you can do no it. no i can't i Why don't know not? shit about that i don't know what do you like mean you don't know shit about and that program and all that nonsense so you just gotta find the people for it why are you always trying to give me work to do i don't understand can you answer my Why question are you always passion <laughs> work off can you answer the question you're just what arguing with me on this <laughs> i like arguing i know you do <laughs> about um and this is the like the lawyer I'm sitting next right. to. Right. I don't even try to argue with people. <laughs> She's actually choking on her beans, and I don't know who sent her. How is this not spicy for you? But you can't eat anything else. It is. It is spicy. Then but how do you continue? Because it's not like insanely spicy. It's like a fair amount of spicy. And why didn't you eat the pepper soup yesterday? I feel like you just did that to make a statement. Listen, at that point, listen, you- I was just not feeling it. Okay, you cannot force. Did you not like the taste feet. of it? I was just not feeling it. What weren't you feeling? Like I don't know. Us Nigerian listen, people sometime, were very proud sometimes, of our food. Some, listen, listen. Our sometimes you don't have to. Is key. Did you see how much food I ordered today? She literally Look, did. But when everybody else was eating, she was like, "No." I'm gonna Listen, stay. that food was so like, spicy. My it, eyes was like about to like. Like it really isn't. The thing burst. is, yeah, I didn't think she was. Listen, an oil you cannot bowl, compare your food. Like, I get taste. that. That's why I even explained to um I forgot his name. That guy saying mm-hmm. like yeah, the, like the spice threshold. I was like, listen, I've just discovered something. <laughs> Our spice threshold. <laughs> is a lot higher than others like Mm -hmm. so we may not taste it but they can and he was like whoa and i was like i know right (laughs) because it's like mind blown because you can't taste a thing and then other people are like they're dying you're just confused like what's happening here so some of the spicy food i'm like why are you doing it to yourself because i feel like i can't even taste the food like it's just Guys, pepper. that was the mildest pepper it's just soup like in pepper. life. It was literally, it's called pepper soup, but it's the mildest pepper soup I've for ever you. had. No, okay, so I've ever for had you. in my entire life. For you. So that's saying something. I thought she would be able to handle it. She dropped the ball. She fell my hand. So. <laughs> what was that term? What was let that me term? down. Was it let that? Yeah. Was it? No for my hand. No for my hand. Okay. <laughs> Right, so you're going to tell us about your childhood or not? Because I feel like the people are still waiting. They're still waiting. No one's waiting because it hasn't been dropped yet. <laughs> um, you're the one who's waiting. You're the one who wants to know this. 
I do, right. but I'm sure other people will want to know too. It's like before I came to study We're there, up. I didn't even think. Why am I saying we? Because it's about, not me. Okay, no. <laughs> this is the thing. I'm always like, no, the white people of my country are messing up. <laughs> but <laughs> us black people, we're minding our business. <laughs> We're trying to, okay. So like, yeah, when people say stuff are bad about the Brits, I'm like, that's fine because that's not that's nothing to do with me, like, because that's that's the white Unless side. Unless you're like a that's not my friend. demographic. Britannia. <laughs> no, like Britannia. Just, even if you are, that's still not our demographic. So we're separate still, from those issues. If you'd be supporting your country, hella much, then um, no. I guess I had like a fairly decent childhood. <laughs> I'm talking about identity. I'm talking about, like, you know. No, like, uh, so growing up, I feel like, okay, so when I was younger, so I used to, I grew up in an area called Norvis, Nuapol-ish, um, which has a lot of different people with different ethnic backgrounds. Mm. So I wasn't necessarily surrounded with a lot of white people when I was younger. Mm. Until high school, you said? Yeah, high school was when everything changed. Like, I legit feel like high school was when I got, like, a culture shock. Mm. Like, <laughs> of like, the Whoa, Danish culture. White people. I was just like, <laughs> no, I was just like, wow, culture shock. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. that's when I finally understood, like, the term culture shock. Yeah. Because before that, like, I just, I went to, like, a, um, I went to a, uh, what do you call it? We call it folk school, which is like middle school, primary school, whatever. You hear that little Danish? It's cute, isn't it? Like, <laughs> you missed Denmark, huh? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I went to I went to middle primary school, which had a lot of people with different ethnic backgrounds. I think we had like one ethnic Dane, maybe two. Like I don't wow. even remember. So it was, we were very heavily mixed, um, and I think that just you know. Because of that, I didn't really feel like I was, like, an outsider. Because we were all kind of, like, we all just had, like, different backgrounds. And mm. we were just all... Immigrants unite. You know, ch- children mm. of immigrants, I guess. Unite. So. Mm-hmm. So, but obviously, there's also hierarchies within POC oh, communities. But, you know, rich... Let's not know, even... <laughs> girl didn't know about all that when she was young, you know? Mm-hmm. It was just like, mm-hmm. we're all in this shit together. But we're really not. But <laughs> But back then, no, I know, you're I know. Just happy, but later you, know? you realize we're later really not. You do exactly. That's what I'm saying. But mm. back then, it was just like, yeah, you're you just know. happy to see another. How my Pakistani sis and my right. Arab and then I guess it would have been cool because you shared like a religion with them as well. So it's true, like, true, that. true, true. Yeah, that's another way. So to... it was like we were so we were so interlinked and in, mm, in, mm. in like with with our identities to a certain degree. That I didn't really, you know, I didn't feel like an outsider. Mm. Um, I didn't feel uncomfortable or anything like that, you know. Mm. Obviously, there was, you know, incidents that happened that, you know, I, that you made me realize also that some of these people can be problematic. Like the word nigger. Yeah. You know, it's not just a word that comes from white people. You also have like, you know, as I said, people of color that's mm. going to use that term for you. Right. But I think when I was growing up, like in terms of that word... Like, I always knew there was something, like, wrong about, wrong it. With, about it because mm. I felt uncomfortable when yeah. people were using it. Yeah. Because people use it in a, in a deter- like, uh, derogatory way. Dero- exactly. Mm. I'm not a native English speaker. No, but you speak but, English very well. But, you know, people were using it in a very negative way. Like, they would be like, you're fucking nigger. Why are you not coming over here? You're fucking nigger. Pick up the ball kind mm. of thing, you know? So it was like a, in a negative, like, in a negative a sense. And you could, you could, you could sense that as a young yeah. child. Mm-hmm. But obviously I didn't know like the historical connection right. or anything like about that but 
But I, well, so, yeah, what was I trying I to say? I remember, like, reading a lot of things, like, just to, like, redirect the conversation uh-huh. a little bit. I remember reading a lot of things, which was kind of saying that, like, um, like, I don't know, maybe kind of traditional Danes or whatever make Danishness a bit more inaccessible to others. Like, even if it's, like, two white parents but one Mm. is like um from spain or something Mm -hmm. and then they have a kid like that kid may not be fully accepted in a way because it's like i don't know it sounded like some pure blood blue blood types thing they like you know that they wanted (laughs) to be going on in the country or something and so like has that ever been like has you has you have you ever experienced that like has your danishness ever kind of been like questioned or have you ever felt like you can't fully be or fully ex- of course ex- of course it. like i've had i used to work i'm not gonna say where but one of my old um workplace mm. um i used to have people come up to me and be like wow you speak danish so well yeah and you know and my other like black dane friends have said stuff like that yeah too. and it's then really like incidents like that that's when i'm it like reminds you that like, yeah that's where i'm like where mm, my danishness is definitely mm, being questioned because mm, i'm like why mm, wouldn't i speak proper danes like yeah, what do you mean you yeah. know and i used to have the funny thing the first time it happened i would just kind of ignore it but mm. I later on i would have comments as like why wouldn't i i also speak somali would you like to hear like, <laughs> you know? and what would they say when they like run away just be like sorry i didn't mean it like that you know mm. people always be like no it's mm. not like that and mm. it's like yes it is like no, that because exactly you know it's a what, what do you mean exactly yeah and that's the thing like denmark you just Many, you many just met with so many of those microaggressions, mm. and that's the way like these people continue to sort of question your identity mm. and question your your being and question your Danishness and just question your mm. existence basically. Right. So yeah, no, I have had experiences like, and I definitely do relate to the whole like, um, the whole people questioning um, your Danishness mm. basically. Yeah, I, I just you know coming up with. Um, how do you say coming up with like questions that you know they don't necessarily deem inappropriate but definitely are inappropriate mm, you know mm. so yeah no and has that ever made you like i don't know because there's definitely been times for me where i've been like when it's like i felt more, sometimes i feel more more british and then sometimes i feel more um nigerian and kind of thing and especially when i met with things that show me like oh yeah like we don't want you or we don't expect we don't mm. accept you fully or whatever mm. i've always just been like well, like well then i don't want you either kind of thing and like yeah i got like now i'm nigerian like i don't forget that other yeah, side yeah. kind of thing but like so it's always kind of like a um an in and out or like balancing act of like mm. well how am i feeling Whatever, more yeah, today yeah. like how am i you know also because you also like sometimes you're just like almost never fully accepted wherever you go either way because Mm. even as a nigerian Mm. i i would guess that there will still be people that be like oh you have some traits that are just Mm, not mm, nigerian mm, mm, your nigerianness will also at times be questioned so i think that's just the the tale of and you've you've basically experienced the same thing oh well definitely with the somali side because you Mm. said Tell them the story. <laughs> Fish and chips. <laughs> Tell them the story of. And you I'm not even British. You're like, I don't the get it. Tell the story of you speaking Somali in Somalia. Listen, I just... thought my Somali was like all right. I felt like you know, 
Because compared to some of the other people that I've heard speak Somali in Denmark, I was like, yeah, I'm pretty good. You're, good. You're not the, what was the thing you called that? That was say until, wallahi. That was, You're not the yeah, same wallahi that's, Somali. That's apparently what, that Which was what rude, I was called when I went to. Because say wallahi to, Somalis, like, you guys are still valid. <laughs> I still accept you. <laughs> anyway, no, no, no. So I went to Mogadishu. I had the uh, the privilege, oh, I would love say. love that. Mogadishu. Mogadishu Hamar. I went to Hamar. So beautiful, right? Hamar. Beautiful. Mm, It's actually like I had a really good time, Mm. all things considered. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, No, but I had the opportunity to go to to Hamar this this, uh, over the Christmas. And as I said, I, you know, I thought my Somali was all right, you know, to a good standard. And that was until I was called fish and chips. (laughs) Basically, you know, when I was finally like, so I would be in some certain settings and I could definitely feel like, you know, the pressure was on because I was like trying to keep up with the conversations. Mm. And, you know, my obviously my, my vocabulary is not like that expand expanded as some of these other people that I was talking. So most of the people I would just be like, you know what, I'm not going to say much because I felt mm. like a bit uncomfortable. I was like, mm. my Somali is not ne- necessarily as good as the other people that mm. were sitting there. And, you know, I would hear comments like, oh, she one of them say, say, wallahi, people. <laughs> say, wallahi, so children. Say or, in like, London. is she fish and chip, which I've never heard before. Even Somali, even people who are not Somali in London say, say, wallahi. So it's just, like, it's part of the culture now. That's why when she first said that, I was like, wow, offensive. There's okay. actually British people, the ones that were saying <laughs> that it. That do so. say, wallahi, say, wallahi. And fish and chips, and which she, I still don't get, but. I don't know. I don't know. And that's but, what I feel is so sad when people like, so obviously, no, I was still, you know, I did still try and communicate. Yeah. And I feel like my Somali actually did get better improved. as I was staying there for awesome. like, what, two weeks? Wow, imagine I was if you stayed like a longer period. Exactly. You would, just, you would really be able to mm. really catch up. Because I also catched up on a lot of phrases, mm. you know, and my pronunciation also got better and so forth. So I just feel like, you know, when people really, because incidents like that, obviously I was dis, like, um, I got disencouraged to speak mm. it at times. But I also felt like, you know what, F them, like, I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna, you know, do my best, but, Mm. like, there could also be other people that would really just be like, you know what, I'm not even gonna speak, because because they would, they will laugh or whatever, they will laugh or they Mm. will be made fun of, Mm -hmm. and that's just what's sad, because some of these kids, like, I know the language, like, that should have been a priority, that has, that should have been a priority that, was like one of the first what am i saying that should have been a main priority because you know learning the the native language is such an important part of getting access to the culture yeah. but still you should not disencourage these children from speaking it's not their fault necessarily mm-hmm. that you know they didn't learn the language yeah, properly and exactly. when people are making fun of you you're just not encouraging encourage encouraging yep. them to continue learning their language so yeah no that's definitely something i think about mm. you know that that we should really like support each other even like these say wallahi <laughs> listen can you leave <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny though leave my somali brits alone leave them alone what? listen Some it's alone. not even a term that's being no. used for brits only okay? no because no but you said that they're the bottom of the rung when it comes to the diaspora <laughs> Somali community. I did not. She said it. I she said not. it. And I, I fought I for not. you guys. I was like, um, Listen, excuse me, bitch. I did not. Okay. <laughs> They're amazing. <laughs> I did not. So, uh, yeah, that's some diaspora wars going on. That, like, I don't know if you notice on Twitter, like, every so often, like, clockwork, the Anglo Anglo diaspora 
are always having some kind of issue like like every other week like i saw like i think my friend tweeted something like on twitter yeah um who you shut up you love twitter too but anyway have you you seen me on twitter yeah when like a few days ago no i get notifications but i never go in that why like i never twitter is amazing okay so fine i'm addicted and whatever i'm having a conversation with myself (laughs) what do you mean (laughs) Well, my five followers, no, thank you. <laughs> and you'd be like, yeah, so today I yeah, like, did for, this. No, just There's follow like, more people that just, make you laugh. That's literally, I go to Twitter to laugh and actually, to, like, I used to, just to be have educated it just to read, a little bit. read about, but I use Tumblr more. Who even still uses Tumblr? So, like, my friend even tweeted something like, oh, yeah, like, someone needs to give us, like, a, a, a calendar of, like, when the next diaspora war will be. And I was just like, exactly, because it's so tiring. Every so often I go on and there's something going on. And it's mostly, it's always, actually, like, 99.9% of the time, black American Twitter that starts shit. Every time. Obviously. Because it's like, they want to be, like, the only black people in the village, pretty much. <laughs> And they'll even be arguing with like Africans about their blackness, and it's just like, <laughs> do you? What are you talking yeah. about? It's just yeah, exactly. All you can do is laugh. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm sure like other, you know, other um, like groups like Somali diaspora, they have their wars <laughs> between the Danish and the French, and the, I don't know. But um, is there even that many Somalis on Twitter? I don't know. Hmm. There probably is, few, but yeah. there, there is a few. I'm not saying there isn't any. No, I know. I, I but to have that. a war. <laughs> no, I don't think they'll do it over social media, but obviously there is one like in the community. Since. Yeah, we do have actually one. <laughs> in the community. We have one on Facebook. Like there's groups. <laughs> oh, Facebook. There's like, yeah, Somali groups, you know, Somali people. Group, that beef whatever. each other. There's beefs in there, yeah. That's hilarious. I don't follow though, but yeah, there is. That's hilarious. That's great. So right, are you going to tell us about your childhood? Right. Oh, I was ready to get onto the like. What about it? Like, I really don't. Listen, you put me on the spot, and I like. I just wanted to know what it was like growing up in Denmark. That's I want to know I was how it was to, to grow up in like, the UK as a black person, you know, as a Nigerian, black, British, like grow- woman. I, I don't know because like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, I get like I grew up in London, which is like a very gang, 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 like <laughs> that's all multicultural, very. And, like, even within that, there's, like, a huge Nigerian community in London. So... Nigerians just be everywhere. I feel... Yes, we... Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And, um... So, yeah. So, I feel that... Like, same as you, I don't really feel I thought about it very much. But I don't know. I did to a certain extent because I actually grew up in a more um, Asian side of, like, town in comparison so i actually didn't know that many Uh, east london yeah so i actually didn't know that many um black people for a really long time actually so i feel like that's where my identity crisis was because it was like so i went to church in a place that was like a very kind of like black dominated um area area. and and then but so then i would go from that to like a very like um southeast asian dominated area like where i lived and where i went to school um and you know most people were also muslim and so um yeah so it was like it wasn't a sense of being like oh you know like i'm the only not like you know pure english or whatever Mm. person but it was kind of still like 
it was still an identity crisis within that because like like you said people like people of color can also be problematic and like you there are like lots of like incidences that i'm thinking of like i remember a girl literally bringing out a tub of fair and lovely like inside math class and like just like literally just like rubbing it all over her skin and me just looking at her like literally i was like you might in my head i was like no she was like um from bangladesh and like in my head i was just kind of like well you might as well just call me a nigger then (laughs) like you know like you like like that showed me Mm. that like oh like it must be so bad like to be dark that she has to like you know, she has to in class like drop everything That's to insane. make sure that she needs to like it was stuff like that and like um yeah, it was just like mini gripes. So like there was there was still that and then like I went to sixth form, which is like what is sort of like know, the last two years of your high school. I went to sixth form in the UK. I told you I went there for two months for as an exchange. Oh yeah. So you you weren't in university yet? No. Wow. I was in high Ooh. school. Right, yeah, she went to some, she went to sixth form in some, like, bumfuck nowhere. <laughs> middle of, of England. I have no idea where this girl was. It wasn't in was. the middle, it was No, like I mean, north. in the north. Like, and no, everybody knows, like, nobody goes to the north. Like, what is going on? <laughs> she went there as an exchange student. I'm just like, for, to do what? <laughs> as to study, I guess. Yeah, so, um... Yes, even in sixth form, it was like, similarly, I had like a culture shock there too, (laughs) because that's when I went to like a very, I went to sixth form in Essex and that's where like everybody was white. Like the whole Essex accent. Yeah, I I realized that there was kind of like a hierarchy Mm. to this whole, like in, as a girl, Mm. like there's a hierarchy to like what, who's like the most attractive and who's the least attractive and, and all of that kind of stuff. And yeah, so, um. Uh, yeah, I feel like around that time is also, like, when I started, like, you know, working um, part-time and stuff like that. And it was, like, little microaggressions mm. there that made me think, oh, yeah, you're not as English as, as the rest. Or, like, you're not real English, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, where are you really from? Like, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And just, like, oh, um, you know, oh, they can't serve the fish and chips. Like, they they don't, you know, they don't look like, you know... Or did it, there was literally some, like, a, <laughs> I worked for the most problematic company at that time. But they were literally trying to assign the food that you were serving to the way that you looked. So they weren't allowing people <laughs> to serve the more European foods because you weren't white. So they kind of all just, like, stuck us at the back, like, frying and doing stuff like that. Which, like, now that I think about it, like, what's the actual fuck? Like, if I ever find that? this company again, I need to take them was to that court. In like it has, they have to be taken to court. Was that in Essex? They were, um, they were Essex based. Yeah. yeah okay. But um, yeah, yeah. So it's it's <laughs> shit like that. And then I was just like, wow, like I'm actually not really seen as like mm. properly, yeah, properly English or whatever. But then I feel whatever like that means. Yeah, whatever the hell that means. Who knows? Who cares? Oh, like, um, but like, like I've been saying. Recently, I feel like there's been a black British renaissance coming on where it's like we see like all the contributions that we've made to the country. We see all the contributions we've made to the culture and we're just like recognizing our own value. Honestly, we're just recognizing our own value like a lot more now and it's very beautiful to see. And Mm. it's like, so I feel like I say, yeah, black British with my chest now. Whereas before it was kind of just like, uh, you know, people would ask you where you're from and, and you would say Nigeria and you would just think, yeah, just Nigeria. And, but then now it's kind of like, 
no like we also have uh, we have a stake in this Mm. thing too like Mm. we get to claim it to a certain extent but at the same time that doesn't mean you have to lose the roots that you have you hold on you hold on to both so yeah that's me 100% nigerian exactly 100% british i don't even know british is a stretch maybe just a londoner (laughs) let's like limit it a bit more fair enough (laughs) but uh yeah so that's me so yeah sunubia what's it been like living in kenya for six months or just being in africa for this like extended period of time that like longer than you've ever been before right yeah yeah, what's definitely what's that been like like what do you what do you feel remember we no just go (laughs) i'll I'll jump in remember what i was like um i was just thinking about how we were talking to that guy at the beach and we were yeah that's a whole other thing that we're gonna go into wow that's yeah it's coming but like where where he said that the worst no no but there was interesting exchanges yes i'll give you that yeah but like the point that i'm thinking about is like where he was where we were basically just saying like you just feel like freer being being in africa you just feel a sense of like you don't feel othered anymore. Like we were all kind of like sharing this same feeling. Mm. It's like, you don't feel like an other. You don't have to think about like, you know, the way you're perceived as much and you don't have to think about, I don't know. It's like, you don't have to think about being black. You just are, you just exist. You just are, yeah, but <laughs> there's definitely exist, also kind of like, so that when you open your mouth, people yeah, are definitely, definitely. Like, But there's, um, it's still okay. nice. I but feel no. like we were trying to say like, it was still, it's still mm. nice. To say, he was saying like, you know, people were like his mom was asking him so like why are you in lagos and he's like mm. because everybody looks like me yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was just like it's stuff like that have you like what's been and your... i feel like it's just been so easy to connect with people as well but that's also something to do with the fact that the english people are just hella reserved Ooh, so jesu <laughs> like, no, when you say Kenya. reserved like people think the <laughs> british are reserved guys go to denmark this is, this is what she's been no, saying no guys go to denmark they will watch you die and nothing they will <laughs> like they won't even blink they'll just be staring Why you gotta come after no because it's true because it's true i've i've been there to a certain extent it's, yeah whew, yeah to a certain extent but anyway go on the black people no. are lit though so you know you guys are you guys like you guys can still be weird because like you've definitely picked up some of the weirdness but <laughs> but do you want me to leave now like what are you trying to do but, like, like you're, you're good peeps you know once you get used to them dude you didn't say that with a lot of peeps. confidence no because <laughs> well you're here aren't you <laughs> like i'm talking to you aren't i wow so, so. i'm privileged to have maria talk to me <laughs> that is not guys what I'm Okay. okay no let's go All back right. to the- <laughs> Wait, <laughs> just kidding <laughs> no um so i moved so i got to kenya in august um nairobi more specifically and mm. um, yeah so i definitely had like a lot of worries before i got there because obviously mm, I've, I've never so obviously i've never been to kenya first of all yeah it's so far away like you know it's mm. in terms of like culture mm. distance mm. It's like language as well a little bit, but mm. everyone speaks English as mm. well, so that was a bit lit. So I could... yay colonialism <laughs> <laughs> made it a little bit more easier for me. <laughs> um, yeah, everyone speaks English, but still, you know, it was it was something that was very definitely was gonna be like I knew it was gonna be a challenge in the sense that I was doing something that was way up out of my comfort zone, mm. but it turned out hella lit. Yeah. I, no. Yeah, no, I've loved living in Nairobi. I've mm. had such good, like, 
moments and like I've met so many good people. I've、mm. had really great discussions, and you know, I feel like sometimes, you know, like me as a day, like I also had like my pre assumptions about、mm. how it was gonna be there, and they obviously had some pre assumptions about what I thought it was gonna be.、Mm. But I feel like when we, when I finally like was able to talk with people about like these, like stereotypes that we put on each other.、Mm. We're able to like really realize that you know what, a lot of this stuff that we think about each other is this bullshit that's、mm. being placed upon us.、Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I had I had really 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 good conversations, and I met some really like really good people. So、mm. I guess what was the question? I forgot. No, that was no, it. No,、like, it was. was it's it? been it's been really good.、Yeah. Like I've, I've obviously there's been some. Some interesting stuff too, you know.、Mm. There's definitely like it's very different、um, in in some aspects from、mm. from Denmark,、mm. and you definitely have to 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 think a bit more when. So one thing is, I've actually never felt unsafe while I've been there.、Mm. Like I've obviously had to take some precautions at some point, but I've never felt unsafe, and I feel like that's one of the biggest like stereotypes that was. Africa the, is dangerous. Yeah, no, and not just Africa. Yeah, but Africa, but also just Kenya. That's dangerous. There's yeah, so much yeah. corruption. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. You know these cops. Like this was what 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 I was、Nigeria、being told. Nigeria says hi. This is what, <laughs> yeah, this is what I was being told. Like like these police officers, especially as a Somali as well, with everything that's going on. As when, in, like they would be, they would treat no, Somalis more like differently in Kenya. Really? Yes, yeah, because、oh, you know,、okay. obviously, like you know, the, the situation that's going on in in Somalia、yeah. with Al Shabaab and everything,、yeah. Kenya has been involved in in fighting off these this terrorist group there,、uh-huh. and because of that, there's obviously been like you know, not just yeah, obviously regional spillovers to the countries near、right. Somalia. So、right. Kenya has been, you know, they have suffered like through attacks that has. That's what they're saying. Been done by Al Shabab and,、mm. and 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 so, the like, rhetoric that has then followed those incidents、right. has you know been that Somalis need to be monitored more. Somalis、um, need to,、um, you know, be be like they're more likely to commit like these. Yeah, because these people were Somalis. Apparently,、right. that was、yeah. doing it. So、yeah. there's an area called. So that must、Isli. be difficult. Obviously, there's like. Yeah. As a Somali who's minding your business there, like to just be monitored as if you're a criminal, like yeah, yeah, and it's the, like it's a known thing. It's not, it's not even like a hidden thing. It's very、mm-hmm. much known. Yeah, you could like just Google well, just it. There's articles it like yeah, you're Somali, so we're watching you. Like, do they, like yeah, I mean they'll go into this place called Isli. It's called an ATM. Like, what, like what there's even articles about like so basically、Why、these police officers will go into this area、okay. and just demand bribes. As in the area, as an ATM, and is that like a very Somali area?、Or? And so yeah, so Isli、okay. is a Somali populated area in Nairobi. Yeah, it's a it's a huge business district.、Um, mm. A lot of money comes out of that area. I think it. I read somewhere that like I don't remember what portion, but maybe it was like one third. Don't、mm. hold me accountable for this. <laughs> but I think it was like it was it was definitely like a huge like percentage of the 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 money that was coming out of there was like a huge. Part of the whole city's tax revenue、wow. or something like that. So, it's it's a place that's very crazy、mm. but energetic.、Mm. A lot of booming businesses, and they're all almost owned by Somalis. Wow. Yeah. 
Okay. But interesting, like, the area, when you look at it, like, it does not look like an area that <laughs> is booming. Like, n- nothing is being invested into, like, cleaning up the street or nothing is being invested into the infrastructure of the area or the buildings or, you know, all of that. It's just, it looks, it does not look like a place that's a looks like a booming business yeah so. yeah that's the story though who whoever Lagos. is at fault for that whether it's the government or Probably. the people there that are not investing in their area or what it is mm. i i cannot really tell you because mm. i'm not that educated on it but it's interesting to, to think about but either ways what i was going back to my point was that a lot of this like stereotypes that was being shoved down my throat mm. almost mm. And you know, I and I, I didn't. Nec- it was not necessarily something that I carried, but obviously, having been told that mm, stuff before I got here, it was in my back head. But when I did get there and I was talking to people, I realized, you know what? I don't know where all these bullshit stuff mm, came from, but mm. it's not real. So, mm. so it's, it's like it's, it's been really. It's interesting mind- because it's like you didn't go back to your country, <laughs> no, like the way I did, but it still was kind of like a self discovery thing for you going back to kenya like not back going to kenya yeah because because i feel like well first of all like you said there's like a very large somali community there yeah and stuff huge, like that huge. so you were so i've really been able to like yeah connect with that exactly yeah. and then to- second of all it's still in it's in east africa and it's like nearby to Somalia, mm-hmm. and it's just like being in Africa for an extended period yeah, and of time. Learned, it's still something that I think you could take a, a lot away. Definitely, like, and I definitely learned like, like so many people are doing a lot, mm. you know. And it's just like when you're in Denmark, like, so many people's like the representation of like, there's mm. a lot of Somalis that are doing amazing things mm. and and are contributing heavily to the society, mm. and that's like the bigger number, you know, not. I don't know if it's the bigger number, but there's definitely like a huge mm. group of Somali people that are doing a lot. That way. But the narrative that's mm. being run mm-hmm. it, uh, about Somalis are, you know, that they're lazy, that they are not working, yep. that, you know, they're... Living off the government <laughs> and all of that Exactly. Kind of stuff, right. So coming to Nairobi and then seeing how much Somali people are hustling. doing... Hustling. like, mm. you know, doing businesses in real estate... Like um, becoming doc. Not saying that that's not happening in Denmark, but I just saw it to a larger, larger extent. extent. Mm. And it was, you know, and how much they're celebrating their, you know, achievements. I went to like a, like I think it was the first one, like a Somali Glamour Awards, where, like, there was categories that was like about henna, like there was mm. a henna uh, category, like the best henna artist, and mm-hmm. how much. You know, and there was some photography, there was like fashion, there was like a bunch of different, you know, outlets, um, nominations and categories. And there were everyone, everyone was just celebrating it. Like everyone was celebrating these people's achievements. And you know, th- that's definitely something I want to bring back to Denmark. Like p- we need to celebrate yeah, our achievements exactly. way more. Like way, way, way more. And trying to like sort of, you know, switch this heavily negative um narrative that's mm. going on about somalis not you know and that's still you know the narrative that narrative is still very much evident in in nairobi but there's a lot being done to also you know show that other side that other perspective that people forget about okay so we've had a pretty short episode for you today surprisingly because it it never is but um yeah so yeah that's that's all um Thanks for listening. Um, I've been Maria. And...
I've been Sanubia. And where can where can they find you to hear more of your hot takes? My hot takes, you can yeah. find me on Instagram. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll leave it in All right, yeah, like I'll put it in the description. description thingy mop Yeah. Okay. Thank you for inviting me. No problem. Thanks for coming. It's been Thanks for coming all the way to I came all the way for Lagos for this. Exactly. All the way to Lagos she came for this. To record this episode. Right, and that's <laughs> it. Like that's it. But yeah. No, it's been actually cool like being a tourist for like uh for like this week. And, like, all the things that I should have done, like, four months ago. <laughs> she got to do it with me, I so... I finally got to do it. List, guys, there's so many beautiful things in Lagos to go and see. So, yeah, if you have what to has your the opportunity, favorite, come and check it out. What has your favorite part been in this week? Um, I think Nikkei Art Gallery. Yeah, that was really lit. Like, the arts and crafts market is really cool, too. I had been before... Mm-hmm. And it's definitely one of my favorite places in mm-hmm. Lagos. Um, but the Nikkei Art Gallery was like kind of a surprise. Amazing. Yeah, and it's... I was really shocked. I just wasn't expecting mm. that. Like when no, I got it was there, amazing. it's just like such an extensive collection of like works. And yeah, and the woman, the artist, Nikkei herself, she's she, she actually just like roams around like, <laughs> like the gallery and she's a really cool person. And yeah, no, we, we saw so many amazing paintings. I, I think like, we decided we need to get rich <laughs> so that we can collect art yes. from this gallery specifically. And the fact that it's free entrance, I love yeah. that too. Like, it's so accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, anybody in anybody can, can just go, come exactly. and see art. So it's, I mean, there's obviously a lot of tourists who goes, but it's mm. still accessible for, for the natives, for, for, the natives well. for everyone to go. Mm-hmm. So I think that's also... One of the things that makes it such a great place as well. And there's so much to see. I mean, me and Maria went for an, a little over an hour, I think. Yeah. And we, we, we didn't expect to even be there that long, to no. be honest. Because I was just like, yeah, like, this is just one of the things to take off a gallery, whatever. And then it's like, it you get there really... and you're just like, wow. Like, your mind is blown and you're just, like, staring at one picture for, like, five minutes. Like, it's had that this, kind of and thing. And the... The short guide that we had, she was, mm. yeah, she was really, really cool. Yeah, she went really in depth mm. with her knowledge on the artists and like the interpretation of the art as well, and that was really nice. Like, so it was nice to just not be looking at something lost, like <laughs> which like, happens. Interpreting, right? Interpreting. Oh, int- wow. Interpreting. <laughs> interpreting it by yourself but and just also like having, making up bullshit or having, and I love the fact that Maria whenever she's looking at a art piece she's making a whole description of it and then at the end she's like but what do I know it could just be a bunch of bullshit what I'm saying <laughs> when, what are you talking about did I do that you did you do that okay I remember when we went to arts and crafts the, the I was market. like, oh, this could mean and this, like, and this you're could just that. explaining a whole painting, like, like this symbolizes that, and this color could be, you know, a metaphor for this <laughs> and that. And then at the end, she'll like end up saying, ah, but what do I know? Yeah, be because be honestly, bullshit. I need to let everybody know that I'm not an artist. So, yeah. <laughs> so and you I know really what she know. was saying actually sounded artistic, <laughs> like, like as. Someone who knows what they're talking like, about. Like, this is what I should be doing. I'm just like, saying, I think it's that 419 Nigerian blood in me. Like, will scam mm-hmm. you out of anything, you know? Oh, so wow. I can scam you into thinking that. Can you stop? <laughs> like, I'm a proper artist. Okay, well, we were actually saying bye. 
so um yeah we should actually go but yes thank you for listening and stay tuned yes so nubia is gonna sleep i've got i'm probably gonna watch some netflix i'm saying i'm gonna sleep i might also end up watching that right but okay thank you guys thanks bye thank you bye bye bye